And it's like, ah, I just, I got to that point where that my nine to five was just killing me doing things eight hours a day that I just didn't enjoy when I, when I was just thinking about everything else. I, I don't know. I, I want a job where it doesn't run my life, but I love thinking about it. Hello, everyone. Doesn't sound like Martin or Hooter, does it? That's because I'm on the show this week. My name is Bailey or B or Bug or that annoying chick. <laughs> and we are we are just me and me and my boy Martin. We're gonna just do some. Us. Yes, just us. Yeah, just us. I'm over here. Yeah, we're gonna do some <laughs> cool, almost cool stuff. Almost cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh That's all. Well, yeah, Jordan couldn't be here this week, unfortunately, due to family stuff. But it's great because we got B stepping in. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so welcome. I literally have been so jealous because I feel like Martin's always like oh, I'm doing the podcast. I'm like, hey, Martin, do you want me to like? Do you want me to do <laughs> something, baby? And. uh it hasn't worked out until now. Until now, yeah, absolutely. Hell no, we. I love yeah. talking. It's always a res, like a hesitation to bring in really close friends, um, unless it's like super specific. Because I don't want to. I want to. I want to talk to you stuff about like I know and have dealt with you or personally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like feels like it's the uh, not that. So how are you feeling today? <laughs> and like me taking notes, and it's you know. Yeah, I'm actually laying on a sofa right now. Um, and Martin's holding a clipboard, <laughs> wearing some glasses. I didn't know that this was going to be a makeshift therapy session, or did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to take my socks off, if that's okay with you. Um... Oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what if I just do it? Can you imagine oh going God. to therapy and having someone like, Don't. What? what would be like your... You're going to therapy, you sit down. What would be like the instant thing to make you get up and walk out? What would they have to do? What would they have to do? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I've I've had so many therapists that just do very interesting tactics in their way of work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As in? As in, okay. So um I remember <laughs> one guy. I don't know if he was just like trying to fatten me up or if he was like, all kids love ice cream. But every time I had a therapy session, it was in Oyster Bay. And there's this one place that Billy Joel goes all the time. And they they serve Ralph's Italian ices or like Italian <laughs> yeah. ices. And uh, this guy, my therapist, let's, let's name him Richard. Richard, what, I think that actually was his name. Distant memory. Okay, but Richard... We would go for walks, and every single time he would take me to this place where Billy Joel was. <laughs> but it was ice cream, and he'd and he'd get me ice cream, and like I was old enough at that point to be like, "Is this in the fee? Is this in the fee? Am I? Am I, am I is this included? Yeah. Am I paying for you? I tried to talk about your anxieties, but he's just giving you more by taking you out." <laughs> Oh my god, that was really he was a funny That's guy. Funny. It sounds like your therapist was the witch from Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was okay. He was cool. He was cool. No, that that's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't 
I feel like I haven't been to, I've done the, I've done the, you did the online therapy for a second and then you recommended it to me and I did it for a few weeks, uh, probably the better, betterment of three or so. Mm-hmm. I, it was just, it was great. Cause he asked me like the person, uh, that was assigned, I don't know if it's assigned is the right word. Uh, but we were talking and all he did was ask me questions and it was just very chill. And it was, I, I, it was kind of like a, like a furthering, more in-depth, honestly, like a more deliberate conversation between someone who is a lot smarter than me. So, I don't know. I, th- I, I, like, I always find it funny to talk things out, and especially like the talk therapy part of, uh, like talking it out is always seem like you're always the most irrational and then like you break it up and it's like, oh, but I don't, I, I always had a tough time with therapy. I know this is running in circles because it. If someone decides, it's like switching a switch. If someone was to like tell me to do something, or if someone was like, "Hey, this is a different." I love different perspectives, but I hate when it's coming from when I feel it's coming from a judgment standpoint. Like, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing that because that's bad, and you should be doing this instead." That doesn't really work for me. It's like it's hard to view like what's right and wrong. It's just I for me, it's like I gotta talk it out. Let me be crazy for a second, and then. There it is. I, I don't know how to. Do, I don't know. Do you feel like okay, this well, therapy worked for you? Like I'm not saying it hasn't worked for me, but I'm just curious what your. Um. Okay. So I went to my first therapy session when I was three years old. Um. It was a family counseling, and it was me, my mom, and my dad before they got divorced. And thank God they got divorced <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I okay. I feel like all of the memories I have from therapy are just like funny stories because I've like blocked a lot of my like younger therapy out and I had no choice. Um, but I remember my first therapy session, uh, we were sitting, there was these two chairs and then there was a couch behind it. And like the therapist, she just like put out a Candyland board. I was the only one playing. <laughs> so I was like three years old being like, man, this game fucking blows. Like, <laughs> are you guys going to play with me? Like, is this what this is supposed to be? But they were actually just like doing their own shit. But um, yeah, so I have literally been going to therapy for my whole life off and on. Like, um, I've done group therapy. I've done like counseling. Um, I've done just personal talk therapy. I've been to psychiatrists. Uh, my mom just put me in there like when I was little and, and like, I don't think it, she was worried about me after my parents got divorced, which like any mom, you know, would. Mm-hmm. my mom, she also has gone to therapy for like a lot of her life. And so she immediately was like, all right, well, like I'm going to prevent trauma and put my baby in some therapy. And, um, my, for my first therapist I don't remember her but I like remember the drive to her house and I remember what her house looked like and I remember that like we played with horses a lot and that was crazy like live horses no outside oh okay. no oh no. my god no. I would want to be like, what you <laughs> <laughs> yes I know god no I was like, Please, my mom dream. was like scratching lint out of her pockets and being like is this good enough <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I mean, it has helped me. But going back to what you said earlier about how like 
you don't like when someone's telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. I am like the opposite. And I think that's because I've gone to therapy like forever. Like I need um, guidance with those things or else I'm like, I baby out. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard for me to like trust my own like emotional instincts now. And I think that's probably why like I'll always be dependent on therapy um, because like I was just raised to need it. But a lot of people like, do need it and don't get it yeah yeah definitely and a lot of people just don't need it um and a lot of people just need to vent but like talk therapy is just really good for like stress any stress like and talk therapy it doesn't have to be with a therapist it can be with your friend or your mom or your cat or i just got a frog (laughs) i talk i I talk to franklin all the time to help me with my anxiety Mm -hmm. and things and um like yeah i don't know a lot of people don't like to talk about things but like i was literally bred to talk about things um and i i really like i like how i communicate most of the time so yeah no it's 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 just weird i don't i as soon as someone's i don't know where if it's like a i don't i'm not going to generalize it and say it's a man thing that's the easy cop out but there's something in me to be like you know i was maybe it's an independent thing i don't know where i'm like so stronghold like i i'll figure it out i'll do it myself like i trust that part of myself it's the but I don't trust myself in the way of I know everything. I know what I know, and I can use that to the best of my ability. But I'm like, I always like to do it because it offer it's going to offer a different perspective. That's why I like to talk things out with people that I deem as rational, or like you know, like it's just like I, I know they're close friends, and I've talked to them, and I can trust them. But it, I keep going back because they're so they they're like, yeah, it's like a talk therapy. Like, let me vent it out. Maybe be crazy for a couple of seconds, and then. Uh, but yeah, it's like as soon as someone's like, you should do this. I'm like, I don't know if it's a pride thing. I don't know if it's like something to me. It's like, oh, no, you can, I can take care of myself. I don't need you. I, I don't know if it's like that aggressive, but it, there's something in me. And it's like, oh, so I. Oh, I wish I could do that. It's like, like, I'm yeah. the opposite. When someone's like, you should do this. I'm like, mm, okay. No, but that's good. Like you're, you're open to like people's suggestions on uh, if it's something's not working for you, it's always good to ask questions, right? Like, hey, like I, I have, I'm struggling with this, and I really, maybe I don't have any direction. Someone's like, you should do this. That, that's, I don't know if it's a, if some, if I had nowhere else to go and no other route, I think I would take it. Be like, yeah, I would try. I'm gonna try that. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, that's the thing with therapy is maybe I always have like this ego where it's like I, not that I don't need it. I'm never gonna be arrogant enough to say that, but to being like. I don't, it's so hard to like what, what it means. I guess I haven't been through it enough to like really know what it means and what, where I'm, what I value from it. You know, I don't, it was, I, it's so weird to say like, what's your favorite kind, but like, you know, from all the, from your experience, what has been the most helpful in your life, you know, like. That's a really good question. <clears throat> and immediately the first answer that comes to my mind is uh, when I put myself in therapy, when I, my sophomore year of college. I hadn't gone to therapy since high school a really long time and I knew I needed it. I was like, all right, you know, it's time to be an adult, you know, do what you got to do. And I, 
I went through the college because it was free because like free therapy. I mean, like, yeah, it's not always the best, but hopefully you can like decipher what's good and what's not. Mm -hmm. And even if you take away like one small thing, like it's worth it then because you you have that one small thing in your pocket that's more than you had before. Um, But my favorite therapy was through the school and it was a group anxiety like program. And like I met all of these people that had these different types of anxieties that were like around my age, which doesn't necessarily, I don't think age necessarily matters, but like obviously a lot of our anxieties were similar because we were in the same, you know, system. Um, And yeah, the one thing that they like taught me there, which is like always stuck with me, like literally the one thing I took from this class and it was like nine weeks long. The one thing is that like when you're having anxiety, you can totally tell yourself that like what you're thinking is just a thought. Like that always stuck with me. Like I was never ever ever to, I was never able to differentiate like what was real and what was just like a thought, you know? Did you believe like things were absolute? Yeah. Like if I had a thought that like my friend was mad at me in the room, then like my friend was mad at me. And I would get, like, really quiet and very upset and, like, just, like, hold it in. And now I, like, am strong enough to be, if I can't differentiate, if I don't know if it's a thought or a a real thing happening, I will, I've done it to you before. I will straight up come up and be like, is this happening? Because I'm feeling this and I don't know if it's valid or not. And, Mm -hmm. like, almost every time you come up to me and you say, what? No, homie. Like, we're all chill. It's all good. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, being able to voice those things, those anxieties, just for a second and have someone diffuse them or be able to diffuse them yourself, like, it's a really great power that I got from this one. Just, like, from somebody saying one thing in a nine-week class. Literally, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I know, I I love that. I have, like, little banks of different quotes that have meant something to me. Um and I, I don't know, like I, I, my anxiety with you guys is kind of eliminated by now. Um, you guys, as in my closest friends, because if I have an issue with you, I'm going to just be like, hey, is it an issue? Um, but to the, to like the circumstances where, you know, maybe you're, you know, it's, it's not that apparent to be up forward about it. You know, um, a quote I, I always was someone was told was like, you can be curious or judgmental. And I was like, oh, damn. That's so right, because if if you're ju- you know if you're curious, you're gonna ask a bunch of questions, and you're like gonna, I I don't know. It's uh, therapy is all about asking questions for me, and that's the reason I think everybody should do it is because if you're not, you're gonna be more, you're gonna live a more judgmental life than you are a curious life, and that I don't know. That's what that's someone stuck that out to me, um, about therapy and being like you should just be curious about yourself. You should just want to explore different scenarios put like challenge yourself in different situations and that's what therapy is for because those they're going to put you in situations that you don't ever encounter in your daily life or you know you're not going to have it, it would take some kind of conversation for somebody to ask you something really deep about yourself you know so i don't know i, I it's like i always help me dive deeper but i don't know it's like there that was like the thing that therapy stuck out like that actually worked for me like the one thing that stuck mm-hmm. out for me was that comment and i was like damn you're right I'll never like that's why I always, I always say I'm never going to be arrogant enough because I don't know everything and I want I want to be curious 
and keep learning. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it though. Sometimes, you know, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I that's it. I, I do that too. Is have you ever been like thinking about something so hard and you're like talking about it a lot through um, therapy or just with your friends or whatever, and you're just like, all right, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Like, I don't want to anymore. Can you shut it off like that? Like, I can do that. Like, I'm just like, fuck it. I'll I'll take a pause for six months or something like that. <laughs> I'll handle it later. I, I don't know if that's healthy or not. It's probably not at all, but. <laughs> I can't do that. You can't do that? No, I can't do that at all. I'm already making situations bigger in my head. Like, so it's like, that is what my anxiety is. It like snowball effects into like this big, massive problem. Um, So if I don't catch it when it's little, then uh, I'm going to get fucking <laughs> rolled over. Just fucking avalanche <laughs> yeah, feelings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, and that's like definitely part of, uh, you know, being diagnosed bipolar like that's like something you gotta deal with somehow which is just so funny to me like everything about my mental illnesses and like mental health I've brought in like I just think it's so hysterical like the brain is so odd and like every brain is completely different and like you can never get in some inside of someone's mind and think the way that they think. And like, that is just like mind boggling to me. Like I want to know someone who thinks like me mm-hmm. and, and like you and I think in very similar ways on some things. And I can say that extremely confidently. Um, but like certainly not everything. You know, like this topic in, yeah. in itself is well, like something we don't agree on. Yeah, I've always said that we we have we have like a the same, not the same anxieties or anything like that, or the same experiences, but the feeling that is initiated through certain reactions, we feel the same. We handle them differently in different ways, but I think it's like the my instinct reaction and your instinct reaction is like. I don't, for most of the time it's the same so when it when things are happening i'm always like mm, i know how i'm feeling like let me look around you know and you're yeah. the first one that's like probably gonna feel the same yeah in that scenario so <laughs> yeah we get all hippity hoppity we're like oh, oh, okay oh, okay oh, i'm gonna sit either oh, when in doubt dance out uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why we that's why we do that random singing all the time whenever we're like, or like humming just to get in oh, awkward whoa. silence yeah. Yeah. oh whoa whoa I'm like, hello, is anyone out there? Yeah, I just need someone to get me out of my head for a second. Caca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's 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 always <laughs> that's uh find it funny. Uh no, I yeah, no, it's it's different, but it's the same. I don't know how to describe it other than, like that way. But <laughs> yeah. There's something else I really wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're here in like Bailey's funny life corner. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I want to talk about why I picked the career I picked. And there's a long story to it. So listen up, buttercups. All right. We got time, I think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So once upon a time, a man and a woman fell in love and they wanted to be actors. Both my parents wanted to be actors. And they were both from New York. And my mom went to college for acting. My dad did not go to college. And they met in the same acting troupe. And they were very in love, and they were very good actors together. Um, And my dad started, like, really taking off. He was, like, getting to have, like, speaking roles in, like, big movies. And um, then 
my mom was in school at that time because she had kind of like dropped off the acting career. She was like, it's not what I want to do anymore. She was in school trying to be, she was in school for a second time trying to be, um, get an, her art education degree. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She decided that she really wanted to like teach people art, which I still really envy about her. Um, and then when my dad got sick, he had to give up his acting career. And my mom had already given up her acting career at this point. And um, my mom, she never ended up being an art teacher, even though she has that degree. Um, but she was always searching and is still searching for like jobs that make her happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, he did the opposite. He like never, he, the only thing that would ever make him happy was acting. And like, since he couldn't act, he just like, took a good paying job that he like hated mm-hmm. like so much. Like even when he like worked his way up, he still hated the job like more than anything. The hours were terrible, but like it paid really well. Yeah. Like supported the family. Yeah. It supported the family. Um, But like he was working nights for like 14 years, something wild like that. Um, And my mom, she had like literally maybe like 15 jobs as I was growing up like she was always doing something always something different and she was always good at it like my mom was like worked for a realtor agency she was a seamstress she like she literally like wrote people I shouldn't say this but she wrote like college students theses for like hundreds (laughs) of dollars like she had an erotic like writing like blog that was followed by like a million people or something crazy like that (laughs) like now she works at oh she worked at Monticello like Thomas Jefferson's house like being a tour guide and she has all of these really Oh, she worked on Wall Street one time. Like she's just doing all these really amazing different things. And she was always like relatively really happy. And if she wasn't, then she quit the job and she'd get a new job. Mm -hmm. And that's something that has been like extremely important to me because my dad is a very unhappy person. Um, And my mom is relatively a very happy person. She's also bipolar. So... Um, we go through phases and things. Um, but yeah, I changed my major six times. <laughs> and that's pretty normal <laughs> in like most circumstances that I talk to people. <laughs> yeah. I I changed it six times, but in my head it was like fourteen different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I changed my minors, I changed my majors, I changed where I went to school, like mm-hmm. how a student I was. Irrelevant. But, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say this is really important for me to say to listeners, like, do stuff that makes you happy. Like, it's so important to make yourself happy. And, like, you don't need to sit at a job you don't like or, like, you know, in a relationship you don't like or anything you don't like, like this life is yours. You have to make yourself happy. So that's what I want to mic drop on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like drop a bombshell on you. But I, I, I like I, I had the same it's kind of same pattern a little bit where my dad, he uh, worked a job that he hated for growing up um, just to support the family. And he 
I'm not gonna say it was an angry person any but I definitely his temperament was affected by his work life. And when he switched jobs, it was like what was like, who is this man? Who are you walking around uh with that attitude? Uh it was like a in a light like he was enlightened. I don't know, it's like this change of scenery which led to a change in her household, which led to a change in my relationship with him personally. I don't know. It's funny because your your job career or like your and that uh, that that happened to him when he was when I was in maybe early high school. So, you know, in him for him it was probably in his early forties, mid forties or something for him. Um and I'm still trying to figure things out. We're looking for jobs in Philly and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do. I'm applying I have like a great resume in my what I deem is a, you know, a healthy resume. Mm-hmm. And um but I've I found so many jobs where I I there was a tour guide uh, job at the Franklin Institute here in Philly, and it's to give tour guides for little kids, and it's supposed to be <laughs> give tours. Yeah, That's give so tours, cute. And, and like in the job description, they were like, "We want someone who's like charismatic and big personality, and someone who's fun to be around." And oh, blah, blah, God, blah. And I was like, so "Oh my gosh, that, that sounds so great!" Yeah, and it's <laughs> but also like I was on and. And it's a science museum, so it like you know, with my background in science, it would just it kind of glorifies that too. It's like, oh fuck, I, this is everything I would want. But at the same time, there's like geology jobs out there that are much much higher paying, and it's stuff that I was doing in Kentucky that I can do here in Philly, and they're open. The jobs are there, and I'm applying for them right now just to kind of branch out. But I don't. Who knows? I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know. Like career path is. It's something, it's like, what I, what I did in school, I really enjoyed geology. I was outside all the time. I was with students. I was was surrounded. The environment was awesome. I loved the academic life. I graduated and went to a job and the real life hit me different. It was just like, whoa, this is, this is not what they teach you in school. And it wasn't that I wasn't using my knowledge or my education. I was just like, fuck, I, my direction is it just my trajectory, what I thought it was, was it's right. now it's, it's like just, socially, it's not what they taught. You yeah. Know? It's just so different. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God, I don't know how to navigate this. And I don't, but then again, like I, I have student loans and now I have like things on my shoulders and now I have bills to pay. So there's like, it's that my job is going to bribe me with enough money to keep coming back, but I'm going to hate it. And I think that's such a, that's such a real life thing that everyone and anyone who is just like I, I not, I'm not going to say a normal person, but has experienced this normality or has like the normality of this setting being natural. Like that's what happens. You get a job and then you just like, you kind of just suffer through it the whole time and wait for the weekend. And it's like, ah, oh, I just, I got to that point where that my nine to five was just killing me doing things eight hours a day that I just didn't enjoy when I, when I was just thinking about everything else. I, I don't know. I, I want a job where it doesn't run my life, but I love thinking about it. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't even have to really enjoy what the actual job is. Like, uh, I could be a geologist, and but the, the or I could be a geologist, I could be a chemist, or I could be a tour guide of the museum, or I could be working in a flower shop like I did when we first got here. Yeah. I could be doing anything like that as long as I have good people and like the work environment is something that I really dig, and I think that's what. People and and kids and and young adults and stuff. People that are in this professionalism is like looking for. And I agree with you. Like I want everyone do whatever makes you happy. Go for your dreams and that kind of thing. And money should shouldn't be the obligation. You obviously need to live. But uh, I I think about it where 
no job is going to be perfect. Do you think though? Like, uh, like I don't know. I, I love, f- I love my job though. Like, <laughs> oh, I guess, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I mean, this is, this is the first nine to five that I've worked that I really enjoy. Like, okay. and I have to stand on my feet all day and I'm stuck with like the same two to three people all day. And I love it. And I don't know if it's new, but like those people have been working there for a really long time and they really love it. And like, yeah. I don't get paid great. I get paid average for a florist, but like it makes me so happy. The week goes by so quickly. Like I love this thing. And if I don't love it in a couple of years from now, that's totally okay. I, but I love this thing right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I heard, I, I I'm just trying to service myself for right now. Yeah, exactly. And it's great to be multifaceted. I like pe- people, they, I, I know getting my resume together just recently, people, uh, I've been sending it out, you know, to friends and family to read it over and stuff. Um, and I've gotten that comment, you know, oh, you, it's great that you don't have any job breaks or you've kept jobs for a certain amount of time. And, blah. and I agree to that to an extent, but the thing I always kind of get weirded out is a Graham. He has worked every job and any job in Lexington and his resume <laughs> could be five pages long if he <laughs> wanted it to be. But I mean, those jobs were held for six months, eight months, a year and a half, you know, like oh, yeah. three months, something like where it's like a And Graham and I small, work together now too. And it's, yeah. And it's, I don't, I, his, and I'm not, there's no judgment or anything. I, I don't, I can't speak for him. Uh, but in that case, for me, I look at that like, oh man, he's just, it's not job stability. It's just, he is multifaceted where he can adapt and fit into all these different environments. And no matter it's, so as a high, like as an employer, my mindset would be like, you know, maybe depending on what the jobs were, um, time work there might be important, like a nine to fives, you know? Um, but if you're hopping around to all these different, like kind of small time jobs, hourly jobs, you know, working in school and all, I mean, it just shows like, oh, this kid can adapt to anywhere. Like, you know, he can adapt. That means if we bring him on, he's going to try to adapt here and like, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's where my mind's at. But I don't, I'm getting nervous now because people have referenced that about the, my resume. I'm like, ah, like, I, I mean, I don't have a job right now, but I mean, I've been working since I was 14. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's like this balance of like, they're going to see me on paper first. And so you have to present your best self that way first. And it's yeah. like, oh, if I can get to the interview, if I could get to the interview, <laughs> I, I think I can set it. You know, and I, uh, yeah. are you that way too? You're really good at interviews. Well, right? I don't <laughs> interview is the crazy thing. Like, I mean, I do, but I don't really. I feel like all of the last jobs, like the past, like maybe six jobs I've gotten, I've just like showed up and asked for a job. what yeah like these like this this job the florist i got this job because i called every florist in philadelphia before valentine's day until one would hire me um and my job that i'm getting as a hostess hopefully my third interview third interview for a hostess position guys ridiculous (laughs) that's tomorrow so hopefully if i get that job but literally i just walked in there and was like you guys need help (laughs) and i don't i don't do that anywhere um you know i just do it at the places where i'm like hmm i think that this would be fun or i think i'd like to work here um yeah i don't know I, i mean like no one ever contacts me like maybe my resume is bad looking like it's definitely i definitely also feed i've fed my resume like she's 
she she was hungry and now she's like full, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've I you know I've got plenty of, of stuff on there, but yeah, I, like I don't even I don't even know if I'm ready for like a job where like they ask me like how long are you planning on staying? <laughs> like I I don't know. I fucking can't tell you how I'm gonna feel tomorrow. Like. I can't yeah, do yeah. that, you know. <laughs> How many mental health days are you going to take this year? <laughs> I took one on Monday. <laughs> oh uh, my god, it's crazy! Like I, I'm someone that needs to. <laughs> I'm someone that is. My brain is moving so quickly all the time. So like, I like a job that's you know, not talking to me about like five years from now or something mm-hmm. yeah, but in at, the moment, so. at the same time they do that at the florist all the time like they want me to start like a little like side business there which would be really really cool and like they talk about like wanting to teach me managerial stuff and like that doesn't freak me out because i really like the job you know mm-hmm. but like thinking about like applying for a job where they're like in the interview they're like they straighten out their back and like fix their glasses, yeah. cross their legs, and they say, mm-hmm. "So, Darley, sitting across from suit and ties." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, um, it's Darl." They're like, "Okay," <laughs> <laughs> and I what already you, want to sprint out of yeah. there, strip all your, my clothes what are your off. Three top strengths. Oh my god, and weaknesses. My top strengths are um. <laughs> boiling water carrying too much <laughs> carrying too much on my goddamn <laughs> shoulder <laughs> and feeding that plate you know I'm what i'm saying you. i i don't i i kind of feed into those scenarios i'm dramatic as fuck in my head so when i go into there it's like playing a movie or it's like i'm playing <laughs> a character when i go into an oh, interview. Yeah. like you know it's like I'll, I'll go and like pet myself up and be like all right you got Do you this, have an man. interview like, voice not an interview voice but i have like my you know, there's like it's code switching for professionalism. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I imagine. It's not. I'm still the same. I'm still gonna joke with you. I'm still gonna, but I'm a little bit more like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. Like I can't be up my laugh. I can't. I can't obnoxiously laugh in the begin. I can't at the end of the interview, but at the beginning, you got to hold it back. You oh know? my you god, like, okay. that's so funny. But uh, no, I yeah. I have I've had both. I I walked in. Uh, you called to every flower shop in Philly, and one was like got back to you after you had already gotten your job, and they were like, hey, they need somebody for the week. Are you available? It's like, absolutely. Let me hop over there and take that job real quick for the week, which was amazing. And uh, I walked in and he, he's like, hey, my name is Michael. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Michael. Uh, I'm Martin. And that was it. I was hired. I was like, wow, that was, that was easy. Yeah, that's and it was, exactly what happened it was, with uh, me too. It was our second day in Philly too or something like that. I remember uh, I had I'd never been to Philly. We had just gotten here. We were moving our stuff in, and uh, you were like, "Yeah, you have a job interview uh, like t- uh, tomorrow. Like, go meet them at one or so." And I was like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and not having no idea where I am in the city, gonna figure out how I'm gonna get there. Luckily, it was down the street, but I was just like, second day, I already got a job. Like, let's let's f- let's freaking go. Um, let's, let's f. But, yeah, <laughs> there's but no, it, it's so funny because I'm just now in my life. I'm turning 26 this year, which is kind of scary, uh, but. I don't know. I'm getting to that point where I'm really thinking about direction of my life and I feel like I should already have things under my belt. Um, like what though? Like, uh, like boomer expectations. Well, yeah. Yeah. The thing where you, you have to have, you know, job and you have to have your start your 401k. And I did all of that with Arcadis. I, I like really, and, and I'm really grateful for it. I, I, I'm not 
bashing that part of my life in any means. It's just really interesting that I chose a career and I, as much as I love it, um, sometimes you fall in and out of love with it. And it's right now I want to take a break from it. Like right, I, right now I'm going to try to find jobs that are not really in my field. I really want to work a small time restaurant job or you have a part time job as a tour guide or something. Just take a little step back yeah. because the nine to five right now was awful. Yeah. I, I like not to hate on anyone. I love the people there. My boss was great. I had some great coworkers, but the work environment was just, it wasn't me yet. Mm-hmm. It was like, give me 10 years and maybe this, this work environment seems really my comfort level for that time of my life. Maybe sure. I can't judge that now, but it seems like that. And yeah. I, so I, I had to switch it up and I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to be a server. And it's funny going from your nine to five, you have a salary, 401k, all these benefits to being like, I'm just going to go, all right, I need to do something low key. And you just, I need something to break to get my mind off. And of I it. love that you did that. Like, I know that it sounds crazy, but like, I love that you're doing exactly like what I said earlier, like making sure that you're just like happy right now. Yeah. And, but it's cool that like you met Danielle, your boss at the flower shop. She, she's literally like my best friend here. And she is a ama- she's my age, right? Twenty six, yeah, twenty seven. Yeah, she's twenty seven. And runs this flower shop. Yeah, and- she's a she's amazing. She is literally like such a queen. She has a baby. Like she takes her baby to work. Like she's running this floral shop. Like she's doing it. She's yeah. doing it. Twenty seven years old and she's doing it. Like And she's one of those people that I admire and you see on like uh when they do documentaries on celebrities, like this kind of lifestyle where as a kid, they're just so fascinated by something and they run with it. And they're a kid, so it's just like, oh, I like plants, for her instance, and being like, oh, get to an age where she actually knows what she's talking about now mm-hmm. about plants and then gets, as a 16, 15 year old, gets like a little floral job at, you know, planting dirt or, you know, playing with dirt, whatever. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, she just loves it. And then she, I don't know if she went to college or has a like a higher level education. She went but, for a semester, but um, she was like, why am I doing this? I want to work and own this floral exactly. shop. Exactly. Like and it's, she had been working there since she was 17 or maybe maybe 15. Yeah, something like, like real that. Real young. young. And she was like, she went to school and she's like, no, I miss my floral shop. Like I want to I wanna own that place. And now she's literally part owners there yeah. with the first owner. And she loves it. Like, it's her, it's, she has two babies, like her business and her baby. And like, that's, yeah. And it's so cool because like that lifestyle where she didn't, she went to school for a semester and was like, why am I doing this? I'm already in something that's going to lead me to where I want to be. Granted, that decision is hard to know at that age. I think you're, you know, she was just, but, you know, aside from, uh, her dreams and aspiration like there was just a lot of things that she lined up with hard work and that thing kind of thing but uh I, I don't know I just like getting getting to that point I hear that lifestyle and I'm like okay I wasn't a kid who liked one thing and then made me really good at that one thing I was like that that kid who got into the special gifted program in second grade because he was good at math and then <laughs> dispersed himself to 15,000 hobbies that now I'm halfway completed with. And I'm just like, and now I'm like, where the fuck is, like, do I, do I like any of these things? Where have I done? And that's why I admire people like that. No, I like this one thing and I know it. And I'm going to get to that point of maybe not only liking one thing, but finding that love for, to start that journey on that. And I'm like, dang. And it's cool because you think of her situation she was 15 and now she's 27 and she owns the shop took 10 years to like get to her situation yeah people don't think about 
putting in the work and pe- what the pe- what it's actually doing. I I don't know. It's easy to say like, oh, she worked at this flower shop in high school and then she graduated and they promoted her and it at 26 now she owns it. As someone older than me, like her, I could see like almost a bias of being like, oh, well, like that was handed to you or you know you didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like not not from her peers, not from her peers, just from like a perspective on uh like young people running stuff. I don't know if this makes sense, but uh oh, I see you like, know what I mean, like uh, just being like, oh, you, but she worked super hard oh, for I it, see, but I in see. like in reality, judgment comes in from other and it's like, ah, I don't really think so, like, you don't think so, everyone loves her. Oh like no, I'm the store and people stuff. that don't know her. I'm I'm thinking, and I'm not saying that's like a gen, like she's going. Someone out there has felt that. I'm just saying like a scenario yeah. in which someone would think like that's a thought that uh, you know, I've I think I've come across sometimes being like um, like uh, I've been working since I was 14, and I got this internship in a at a construction job, and I rem- and I was my first year of engineering school or something, and uh. <laughs> I I was telling people about it, and I I just remember like they were like, oh, who do you know? Like who got that for you? Who did this? And I was like, no, I just I did what Bailey did. I went out and just called everybody and asked what was going on, <laughs> and like sent applications everywhere and uh, got it. And I was like, oh shit, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't Shout know. Shout out to all our homies like doing such a good job applying for jobs and stuff right now. It's like, scary. Shout out to all you guys who are unemployed right now trying to find a job shout out yeah for have real. you i don't want to like you know cross the threads or anything but have you fang- found that like dealing with uh the type of bipolar that like disorder that you have is like making you uh contemplate like your de- career paths like have you felt this like sway like i don't know how it works uh, uh how it works uh that was really arrogant uh That's i don't okay. know how, like your thought pattern on you know like the the way uh um okay decisions work if that makes sense i think that at least like in my last like really big swing of when i changed things that was when i was in my music degree and i was like well i guess plants are my thing now um it was just because i got bored and i was like all right i'm ready for the next thing so like i wouldn't consider it like i was unhappy because i love music i did have to take a pretty big break from music until I met you guys, we started making music. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. I haven't had that next swing yet, so I can't say if it's a pattern or not. Usually things like that, they work in patterns. Like I, I am a very habitual person mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, and like I, now I'm old enough and aware enough to be able to predict when like a swing is coming or sometimes I am stupid and young and I have no <laughs> idea that it's even happening until mm-hmm. it's happened. Uh, which, um, but it's another reason why like I really like the types of jobs that I've had for the past, you know, three years, give or take after my research jobs that I was doing, which like I wasn't getting paid salary, but I was working like a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like all really serious and like career, you know, oriented. It made me sick, <laughs> but Naturally. yeah. Um, but now, now I'm blanking. Blank, blank, blank. No, yeah, blank. no, I, I didn't want to like label. I don't want to label your decision-making on your, uh, like because you're bipolar, I was I was more curious on um, 
the uh the like thought process of like having bipolar disorder and like you were saying you just said it like sometimes you don't even realize it's happening mm-hmm. um when making big decisions like how like it's is it aware like something that you have to remind yourself of like it's like oh this is an aspect of myself that's gonna like make this harder for me so I have to focus even harder yeah if that makes sense yeah okay so there are like okay I see your question I understand there are like triggers usually Mm -hmm. so like spending a lot of money is how you know you're like either having (laughs) yeah (laughs) either having a manic high or manic low like I've been so manic that one time I literally emptied my bank account on like a new wardrobe <laughs> or like you know 15 different ba- like baskets of lush products <laughs> come in the mail hey that was with my stimmy okay <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah but um there that one and then like feeling extremely depressed or like extremely high that's one there are like I, I don't know. Those are usually just my two that I know of that I'm acknowledging right now. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't necessarily like list the other ones, but like being like super all over the place and like not being able to think straight or like being able to think too straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It sounds yeah. crazy, but like literally you have to find that middle place somewhere. Mm-hmm. And be like, sometimes I will be watching myself with like stuff in my shopping cart, and I'm like, mm, "Don't do it, <laughs> bitch! You know what you gotta do." And, and like, then, my body is <laughs> moving and putting in my credit card information, and in my head, I'm just like tapping my foot, like, "Oh, bitch! You should have done it." Don't click, don't click it. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna place that order right now, yeah. okay, no. girl. Come on, That's funny. this is only excusable if you've been drinking wine. Yes. <laughs> No, that's that's so funny all right i yeah i i yeah that the trigger thing it, it's always i have never um talked to anyone actually like personally in my life that is uh that has told me they have bipolar disorder like you're the first ever in my life for me to ever experience uh it firsthand and um uh, I, I when you told when you told me i it nothing changed i don't look at you any different i, don't, I didn't even think anything of it um and it's like a thing where you know when your your friends are uh at least i have a lot of friends that are mentally health aware so i know a lot of their problems so when they're going through something i can kind of go back and be like oh they have told me about this about them and uh i can not use it against them anyway but like help yeah but hey help them remember that part and then be like hey you know this you you know you reacted this way maybe we could think about you know whatever but that's one aspect even knowing you for so long that I forget. And I don't know how, like, it's a thing where I I don't know if I should consider it or if I should, because I don't know how, I'm so ignorant to, like, Mm -hmm. that aspect of... Like, I'm so all over the place, you don't even know if something from yesterday is bothering me or if it's something completely new. And exactly, and I, and, like, this isn't putting you on the chopping block or anything, but there's moments that we have had been as friends where I can see clearly that something is bothering you, and... I treat you the way you I want to be treated, so I leave you alone. I'm just like, all right, well, I'm gonna let them. They'll come to me whenever they feel comfortable, whenever they feel ready. Uh, that's the kind of vibe I always try to bring out. <laughs> I feel like also and, saying like, if you want to talk, like offering the just that. If you want to talk, like, okay, I'll be like, not right now. But then in like 45 <laughs> seconds from that moment, I'll be like, Martin. Okay. 
but uh, <laughs> no, it, but I, I will ask, is it like a, is it a terrible thing? Like when I am talking to you and this is a personal question, this, uh, between me and you, if, when I'm, whenever you're going through something, should I, in my head, at least consider that being like, oh, from what I will understand, cause I'm going to do further research cause I am so ignorant to this topic. Um, but uh, like, should, is it something in the future that you would like people to consider? Is it something that's like, no, it's not a thing you consider when you're dealing with it. It's something that's personal that uh, I deal with instead of having other people to consider. You know, if that makes sense. Um, I don't exactly understand, but I'm going to try and answer what I think. I can. I can sometimes maybe. I do like sometimes actions between me and another person or people's will like send me in a spiral because I spoke of my anxiety earlier of how like I remorph situations and let it snowball. Yeah. So then like I let my emotions snowball with it, either force myself to be like extremely excited about something or like extremely, extremely down about something. But usually always it is something like usually it's not just like usually there is something that starts it you know what I mean and like most of the time all I need is to diffuse like the starter yeah and then like the whole thing just like blows away but like when I'm feeling like when you can see me physically upset and stuff it's because like there are now layers to this thing and this one little thing has like caused all these other problems and sometimes it's like I don't even realize that they're layering up you know, and I feel like uh, that's like a really easy way to explain like a little things day. Like you can have a really good little things day, like all the little things in your day were fantastic. Or you can have a little things day where every little thing just didn't feel right and like kind of put you in a bad mood for no reason. Like I'm a little things person. They matter to me. And like on a bigger scale, like on my emotions. Like, I'm a little things person, which is probably really bad for me, but mm-hmm. it is just who I am. Yeah. So. No, no, yeah, this is, uh, and this is actually for, like, uh, the the way I, I, I was kind of thinking about it was um, if someone was to come forward with their feelings to a friend, and that friend um, had bipolar disorder, how much should that person listening take consideration for that aspect of their life if that makes sense should they quantify the ability to being like they're being irrational because of uh their bipolar or they're reacting this way because of their bipolar no. and like things to like consider that yeah i'm asking because i really yes. don't know i'm not no, like, the answer is no okay i think that um someone who i don't think that you should try to diagnose anyone's behavior I'm not saying that that's what you're doing but I mean, like, you can know that someone is bipolar and let them have their reaction, and it may be wrong. It may be the wrong reaction, Um, but you saying to someone or even Mm -hmm. just thinking, like, oh, this is just, like, part of their bipolar, that's extremely dismissive, I think, towards, like, what's real. Because, like, everything you feel is justified and real. Mm -hmm. So you, you tell me that all the time. Every everything you feel is justified and real. And like even if it's not like real on the outside, it can be real on your inside, right? And so 
when you just like sum it up to, oh, that's just someone being bipolar, then at that point, it's like, oh, well, like now you're just like putting my feelings in a folder. Like they still need to get handled. Yeah. You know, but you had labeled them due to this like thing that. Well, yeah, I guess I guess. Yeah. But like, I think once I can realize in my head that I'm being bipolar, that I'm having a bipolar attack. That is when I can take it and handle it personally. Gotcha. Okay. But most times when I go to talk to someone, it's before I even realize. And sometimes I'm just fucking upset. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sometimes it's... it like, you know, sometimes I'm not, you know, having a manic low mm-hmm. and like, sometimes I'm just fucking having a bad day. Absolutely. Like, there, yeah. you know, I can be normal like i'm not always just one or the other yeah exactly i can be normal and like have a shitty weekend or a shitty day and then be okay again yeah like that's not it's definitely yeah it's like the it this this disorder doesn't like create this alternate reality of like where you're swaying from one side to the other all the time yeah it's like it's little sparts that happen and it's okay no that's really eye-opening because i have you're the first person ever in my life like i said yeah so it's uh yeah, That's, no, there's definitely like a center me. And I don't yeah. necessarily know when I'm not there, but I know when I'm there. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, okay. Does that make sense? No, it's like, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. It's like you're you, you're you, you're you through and through. And then that part of it is like something that you have to realize about yourself, but it's not mm-hmm. something to deem in or unjustify or devalidate or yeah yeah you're still you, know, you you're just dismiss. a different you yeah like i and can look i know like what i can look at myself in the mirror it's just one time like i just need to look at myself once and be like oh i didn't know that we're at this mm-hmm. type of you right now like i thought we were being central you but i can look at your face right now and see that like you're not feeling good yeah you know like mm-hmm. and- yeah and it's and that the reason i really ask that question is because there's sometimes where i have never felt that or have put that kind of uh thought process through my own head or you know being like oh she's just bipolar she'll deal with it right i've never had that thought about it um but like you know there's been moments where i don't know what to do i don't know if you want to talk i don't know if you want to left alone and i've never like i said i've never qualified or like labeled though this is just an episode um but it's really nice to like not even have the like uh question if it's a thing or not that's like really eye-opening because uh i I, a lot of judge like i feel like it's be curious or be judgmental. And it's like, if you're, ju- you're going to be judgmental, if you just jump to a conclusion, yeah. it's like, oh, damn, that's really, so that's really good to know. That's, uh, and that's really eye-opening for people who are, um, have friends who are, who, ha- who are also bipolar. Because um, that's like a really common thing. I hope people, it's not like this, you're not a unicorn in this scenario. Yeah. There's millions of people out there who have uh, undiagnosed bipolar too. And yeah. it's, and it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's great to that's good to have that consideration because just never I I don't know. You can always like I, my my instinct is to be like I care for you and I want the best for you, but also under this <laughs> like umbrella of my own like moral code and standard for how I treat myself and other I don't know like like I was saying I treat you like I leave you alone because I'm like I would want you to leave me alone yeah, but um, also we live together and you yeah. know me so well you're like she'd be crazy right now yeah but and like yeah, that's this... what I'm saying like my best friend from high school she's bipolar and she knows when I'm being fucking crazy see like even if I don't know we're so close that you know and our other roommates know and and she knows and like 
you know yeah my parents don't even know and stuff like that but y'all know when i'm being crazy even if i don't know i'm being crazy and y'all have the respect to not be like bitch you're being crazy yeah well i mean well we do to a certain extent but you are extremely extremely cautious (laughs) yeah you tell me yeah like you're never you're never like you're being bipolar you're like no honey you want some tea (laughs) you want to sit down and watch a movie you need a hug like how about we get some pizza tonight for dinner let's do it let's do it right (laughs) (laughs) but y'all y'all encourage my like manic high spells hella Oh, it's bad because like you ride yeah, with me. I ride with you because yeah. I'm like, oh, she's feeling good. Let's fucking ride all this, yeah. and then and then like we'll have we'll go a whole week. We'll have uh, like a fantastic like, like dinner every night. Margaritas on Tuesday, <laughs> and the next week, like I'm just like zombieing yeah. around, like oh, oh it's me. Uh, yeah, it's so yeah, it's like. I don't know, especially in quarantine times, people are like, how's your home life? And I'm like, it's just interesting. Like, it, it's, I can't, it, every day is different. It's like, yeah. no, but I, I yeah, I, I will never, I will, like, from a best friend standpoint, say, oh, you're being crazy. But I, it's, I, yeah, I'm glad I, uh, <laughs> glad I, Glad I'm not gonna put the lasso on you about the, your bipolar. That's it. You know, it's really put my leash on, <laughs> bitch. You need to calm, calm down. down. <laughs> you need to calm your no, that, down. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like get me one of those kid backpacks <laughs> with the leash. It's like a like almost like a straight jacket for adults. Whoa. I, mean, I would like, let but someone. But if it's a fluffy monkey, like that's fine with me. I'd let someone <laughs> carry me around in one of those baby things on the front oh, i think yeah. that'd be so how funny would that be I like told some, you we should do that for halloween like get like shack <laughs> one day to like strap me up like, <laughs> be like oh mom i can dunk <laughs> get shack you get on shack's shoulders and you're like i can see the eiffel tower from here oh <laughs> uh, no that's i i also i have to end this off i have like a scenario be like i said uh we, like we said earlier we're we have like a lot of the same instinctual like uh reactions to stuff but we handle them a lot different um lately i've felt everything is just ice like my my heart my body I, like emotions are just like <laughs> i don't know if they're shielded but some kind of wall is up to where there's no depth like it, you know when I, i'm just like rock solid frozen like there's I don't want to express my emotions in a lot of different ways. I don't want to, I don't want to feel a lot every day. I don't want to lay, I, and this sounds really arrogant, but in certain situations, um, when family, friends, anybody is like, Hey man, can I come to you? Uh, right now? I love when people do that. I'm, I love being an outlet for my friends and family, um, and anyone who needs it. But like right now it's like a weird thing where as much as I enjoy it for some reason, it's like, I'm feeling so stone cold and it's hard for me to not, you know, when you, someone said to one time, like, don't therapize me. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not here to like be your therapist. We're friends. We're talking this through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but because I can't feel like, I, I don't know if it's like a sympathy or empathy thing, but like not, I can't feel that sounds so cynical. Uh, not that I can't, I'm just like, my emotions <laughs> are just like, only only i let them get to like a 20 percent, and i'm just like don't care 
and my this I don't care attitude has made me like if I'm feeling upset, I just don't care about it. If I'm like feeling sad, okay, I just don't care about it. I like I said, it's not healthy, it's not great. Yeah, that's like um, that's a sign of depression. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also I want, but I want to say, uh, like in certain circumstances, um, like I said, friends, friends or family have came to like come to me, and I'm like, ah, I don't, and I just say not cliche phrases, but I say those really like irrational not, not irrational really rational things that people like the way i would think about it and this like like well that like all like things about love like i was telling jordan everything about love just seems dumb and if you're telling me anything like, i really like this girl i'm like that's dumb like you're like hey i really uh i like someone broke my heart recently i joined the club like i'm just i'm just so i don't know how to just i, I don't rock solid and uh, for someone I feel like right now is it's not you're on the opposite end of the scale in any means and uh, <laughs> not like calling you out or anything, but you know, like when our thought and our reactions on, especially since we moved to Philly have just been, we've been on a different wavelength, totally different. you know, it's been like, we were, we're together, we love each other, but we've been on like a different like wavelength yeah. with that kind I've of stuff. I've been like lovey-dovey as shit. Like <laughs> I've been like fucking, I call my frog, my boyfriend. <laughs> like. I just want to hug someone. Yeah. It's like, it's just really funny how, you know, we're just uh, <laughs> completely, di- has that made you like feel weird about being around me or coming to talk to me or has geared you to be like, okay, Martin's feeling that way about that. I probably shouldn't go to him. No. Like when I was pissed off the other, you know, like last time I was really upset we were talking i was like i'm coming to you for a reason i want you to be fucking mean (laughs) (laughs) not mean you are sometimes about about that shit you're like not mean but you're just like stone cold like you said (laughs) and i'm the opposite like i i'm like you guys you can make it yeah you You apologize for talking to me i was like why are you apologizing? i literally feel so uncomfortable (laughs) talking about my love life it is not even funny extremely uncomfortable so i just try not to yeah it's you can't sometimes you can't avoid it though because like you know it may be a love problem but it's probably a little deeper than that you know i always think that too especially now if i'm feeling something i'm like ooh, that's weird yeah that's coming from somewhere <laughs> look it up look it up. <laughs> you know what why do i feel this <laughs> way please let it get it to 20 no they'll tell you it's cancer don't do that <laughs> don't, don't do that have you felt sad for more than four weeks <laughs> You may have colon cancer. Like, holy cow! I've been depressed my whole life. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, well. I really enjoyed our conversation, B. Um, yeah, me this too. This has been really fun. Um, you can check us out at Almost Cool Pod at, uh, on Instagram, and at, you can follow me at Martin Creation. Oh my of gosh! Martin. I'm at blanking on my own. Martin. <laughs> at Creation underscore of Martin and at Juder. Jordan Hooter <laughs> underscore. Am I having a stroke right now? Everyone call the paramedic. Please. My but, man's fucking oh tripping. If you, but yeah, this, this has been so great and actually really eye-opening Wait, for you me. can follow um, me on Instagram also. Oh, yeah, please. please. Um, yeah, uh, I forgot my Instagram handles, but my name is D Bailey, and I also follow Martin and Hooter, so you can find me there. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, and you can also write into our email at almostcoolpod at gmail.com if you want to hear anything about furthering this discussion or hear about uh, future topics or anything that's on your mind we're so happy to accommodate that and I probably I try I will try my best not to be stone cold to you no just kidding I I would never Uh, 
but yeah, please write in if you if you have any thoughts or comments, and uh, we'll see you next thing. No, we'll see you next week. Thank Jeez. you, thank you, guys. Sheesh. <laughs>